We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Roadwire. Joined once again by Ryan Belangi today to talk about Sunday's three-game Euro slate. Ryan, we're uh, taping this. We're, we're live, but we're also, for those who are not watching, we're in the middle of this Saturday slate right now. So we know uh, Gareth Bale didn't deliver as much as we want, but Daniel James did. So that's nice. And we can't take any credit for what happens in the next two games yet. <laughs> yeah. First game didn't go so great for Bale owners like myself. Um, turns out Wales was pretty bad for yeah. a lot of the game. Uh, they had a lot of trouble keeping possession, a lot of trouble creating chances. It, it, that that game and also the, the Turkey-Italy game, which I, I didn't see Italy being so dominant, re- yeah. reminded, me of two, reminded me of what I wanted to say um, on yesterday's podcast was that, you know, me, you, and ba- most everyone that plays DraftKings, I would say with the exception of Saramek and Redcoats, are going to get a lot wrong at the start of this tournament, like more so than we would with Premier League and Champions League. Like part of part of the edge in soccer is being able to predict the games. And I think like a lot of the best players – are good at doing that for the Premier League and Champions League specifically, but with these international tournaments, especially this one, it might take a game or two. Um, so adjusting is going to be important, and just just also knowing that uh, things are less predictable, I guess. Yeah, I think it's just um, yeah, things can get a little wonky. Like the the teams don't play together all that much, and so you know that gives us gives us you know, fewer opportunities to like see how the teams play and what we can expect from them. And um, not to mention, uh, we haven't seen this Belgium-Russia game, but we don't know exactly how, uh, you know, home field is going to affect anything if it da- if it does. Uh, this first match today that on the Saturday one was uh, the only neutral site one. So we'll, uh, we'll work from there. But we're here to talk about Sunday. Yep. Um, the main GPP uh, is a third of the size as it was for Saturdays, which uh, based on the overlay is not overly surprising, I guess, although um, they kept the $20 entry. So I'm expecting more overlay tomorrow, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm expecting, yep. Uh, Lots of overlay with the slate today. Um, You're right. The $20 entry is 
probably a bit too much to to fill a tournament that big. I thought the tournament for tomorrow might even be smaller, um, but 20K to first, still okay. You're right, probably going to overlay again. Um, but we got to make the best of it while we have it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we, um, I, I think I, I don't know if I said this in the Discord or not, but I think there's a non-zero chance that they start to prioritize the last showdown of every day and make that like the main GPP just because uh, showdown fundamentally is easier to play. It's not necessarily like easier to win, but it's easier to play. And the staggered start times are just people don't like them. Like we learned that from, from Premier League. And so hopefully they keep the prizes up, but uh, definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. The The staggered start times are are not great for the people who aren't, you know, diehard soccer fans or, or, or DraftKings players. Not to mention the 9 a.m. Eastern start, which is like a 5 a.m. lineup release for the, the West Coast of the U.S. So got an uphill battle, but uh, we march on. Uh, so looking at this um, this Sunday slate, we've got England and Croatia as the first game, then Austria and North Macedonia, which is not a team that I think a lot of us are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Netherlands, Ukraine to uh, finish us off. Um, Odds-wise, the three favorites, England, Austria, and Netherlands, are, are fairly close. Um, based on the pricing of this slate and the odds, um, it seems like Croatia is just getting absolutely no respect after literally making the final of the World Cup, uh, I guess it's now three years ago. Am I overrating Croatia and not giving England enough credit here? No, I don't think so. I was surprised. Yeah, Croatia doesn't seem like they're getting much respect, you know, especially after beating England. This is the the team is relatively similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prices on prices on England are expensive. Depay is expensive. You know, the first, when I first looked at the slate, you, you, like you mentioned, the odds for the favorites are all very similar. Um, the totals are similar too. The the Austria Macedonia total is a little bit lower, but when the three games are close like this, I mean the odds are really close. I mean Netherlands, I see minus one twenty six. England minus or sorry, Netherlands minus one fifty six. England minus one fifty four, and Austria minus one twenty three. Like I think a good starting point, at least what I do is I'll just assume that like all the games are the same and that all, all the teams are going to create the same amount of chances, score the same amount of goals. And, and, and if you, you go like that, Austria is much cheaper than England. Their set sure. piece takers are, are much cheaper. The forwards are much cheaper. Um, so yeah, I think that that's what I noticed right away. And then, yeah, I agree with you about Croatia. Um, I could definitely see that game being, you know, more even than these than these salaries would indicate. Yeah, like I, I'm not here saying that I think like Croatia is going to win easily. You know, it, I don't think it's like totally backwards, but um, maybe I'm just skewed because I think they're so much better than Ukraine and North Macedonia. And that the fact that they're essentially priced as if they're those teams um, and maybe yeah, England, uh, maybe England's the best group you know, the best team in this, this slate, but the gap between England and Croatia seems much smaller than Netherlands, Ukraine and Austria and North Macedonia. So I don't know. It's, I think. If I, I think had to GPP, pick it, 
if I had to just take a guess, it would be because England's defense is is pretty good. Their results have been good. They're they're really talked about. Like people think teams are going to have a tough time scoring on them. So so that might be factored into the the salaries too, as far as how much of the ball Croatia is going to see, how many chances they're going to create. Um, but yeah, other than that, no, I, I agree with you. It was a little surprising. I guess the way I was also looking at it and the way that Eng- the England players are priced, like they're, they're priced as if they're going to blow out Croatia and Croatia is like just one of those teams. I'm just not expecting to get blown out. And so no, me, me either. They're just too high, right? Those, those yeah. Like it, it, it feels like 10 K and above for, for the top England guys is too much for this matchup. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, We, I feel like we would be doing a disservice if we didn't mention this like right away, but um, we're going to start with forwards, but there's a David Alaba for Austria might be the most underpriced player on the slate. Um, He's a $6,400 midfielder. He usually plays as a center back for Bayern Munich. He very much does not play that for Austria. Um, Expecting him to take all of their set pieces and, and basically be their main creator they're playing against North Macedonia. Uh, that's probably enough. Like, I think he's going to be kind of what we saw with uh, Christian Eriksen on the Saturday slate. I think Alaba, and he, he's like 1600 cheaper, 1800 cheaper than, than Eriksen was. So I just assume that for cash, at least everybody starts with uh, Alaba and works from there. So I feel like our discussion, just like, remember that as we're like, we are, there's a midfield spot already taken by a $6,400 midfielder. Definitely. Yeah. Great point. Uh, Alaba, just a cash lock. Um, like you said, a different player than he is for uh, Munich takes most of their set pieces, even will get involved, you know, in the attack more playing in the midfield, taking shots, everything. Yeah. Just too cheap match up against North Macedonia. Just put him in and, and move on. Right. I will, uh, I guess I, I shouldn't give North Macedonia like no credit at all. They beat Germany in order to qualify for, uh, or the, you know, their last game they beat Germany. So like, but it, it's North Macedonia. Let's not, let's not go too crazy here. So yeah, no, anyway. Yeah, that's a, that, no, that's a, that's a good point though, because just, I was a little surprised that Austria weren't a little bigger favorites. So, you know, you're right. They're not just, they're not just there to, give up five goals right. and yeah i'd happily take five goals from austria but we'll get it yeah, I would too. <laughs> uh so yeah looking at the forward pricing um it jumps out with the netherlands guys memphis Depay is eleven thousand six hundred, which is really high uh for this slate even we're talking about how expensive england guys are so he's the most expensive player um he has like a gigantic role for the netherlands though so like in a game where they're favored, like he probably should be that high. Um, Bergheis is 10-9, which I was a little surprised about. He crushed it in qualifying. So like, I think a lot of the the uh, pricing is based off of qualifying. And so with his stats, like you're going to have a high price. And then we get to like a row of English guys that uh, we'll get to. But wh- what do you think about Memphis at this price? Yeah, I was going to ask you to, to pie at 11-6. Is he, still, is he still just a lock for cash on this slate? He's one of those that like whatever the level is just below lock that like you you have to really think about it. But uh, the more he becomes a lot easier if you decide not to play England, 
And I think right. based off of the prices, like if you, you cannot really build a reasonable lineup, I don't think, with Memphis and um, one of the expensive English guys because it, it just takes up so much salary when I think there are other players on the slate that you, you can think about. Um, so, I mean, the, the pricing isn't really that tight, but um, but I think Memphis is going to be really popular. Like I think Memphis and Alaba will be popular and then it's really how much England you actually can you actually fit as opposed to how much do you actually want? Okay. Yeah. So if, if the decision comes down to England, um, you know, if the Depay decision comes down to England in a way, wh what do we think about England? Um, their set piece situation is, is a little bit murky. Um, yeah. As far as like the cash plays go, I mean, what do you think for, for England? Um, so, like set piece wise, it could be, and they have like a number of guys that could start. I think the one that we have up here uh, on Rotowire is generally what they've been using lately. Um, but I think Foden could be on sets. You could see Mount take a few. If Trippier starts over Walker right back, like he's taken a few. Graylish obviously takes plenty for for Aston Villa. Doesn't necessarily take a bunch for England, but like I think it's so. Uh, the possibilities are so split that I don't really want to prioritize it too much. And I don't expect, I mean, it's the first lineup that we'll see. So we'll at least know like who's in, but um, without like, I doubt we're going to see a lineup where we're like, Oh, that means it's definitely one guy on all sets. Like I just don't expect that. And they're all priced for a monopoly. And so like, if it's, and they're, yeah. So like, I just, I don't see how um, you prioritize you know, if you prioritize Foden and it turns out that it's Mount or vice versa or, um, yeah, I, I just don't see how you make that justification. And and then I don't think they're big enough favorites where Kane becomes a reasonable cash play. Yep, I agree. So, yep. If if Foden starts, um, I'd, fe I'd feel probably most confident in him taking the left-footed sets. Um yeah, I agree with everything you said. Trippier, if he starts, but you don't know. Um, so, and then if multi, or if a lot of these guys start, like more more than one of them might take set pieces. Right. So then, if if we're not really sure about the sets, or if if there's no monopolies, then I mean, are, are you really playing anyone from England in cash? Like, what would be the reason, or who would be the player? Um, I think. I think the other problem is midfield is not short on options from the other teams. And so um, I think realistically the options are Foden or Mount uh, in terms of like trying to really get set pieces. Yeah. And, but if they split, then do you want to pay? I mean, they're both midfield eligible, but like Foden's 10 2. Um, and I don't know how you pay 10 2 for split set pieces in a game i mean theoretically they're the biggest favorite but i think croatia plays tough enough where i i have more croatia guys than i do england in my cash lineup yeah uh i agree i mean i just you, you can't play Foden for 10 to like and not play to for 11 6. <laughs> right yeah it's just it just doesn't make sense well i think also into that is like the forward pool and we saw this on Saturday slate, like the forward pool is just not that great, particularly no. for cash. And so yeah. 
Uh, I mean, Memphis is definitely, if, you know, salary aside, Memphis is the def the best floor forward on the slate. Um, but like, there are other midfielders you can play. And so if I'm going to spend 10, two on Foden and six sixty four for Alaba, like now I need to find forwards that I want to play in cash. And I basically can't afford the best one. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. So second forward in cash, then that's who, who are you looking at? I, I, I was waiting to ask you. It's, it seems like kind of a tough decision. It's, I literally have like an empty spot right now. Like prices came out 30, 45 minutes ago. But like, I, I think it ends up being more of a salary thing than anything else. Like, um, like Sabitzer at 8,100 is not cheap, but he's cheaper than the England guys. He, he doesn't want to have any sets, but like Austria against North Macedonia, I'm willing to do that. Um, we kind of have that the same problem today. It was Saturday. We're like, when you have a conversation of whether like Martin Brathwaite is cash viable, it's like, that's how, that's how you know how ugly the slate is for, for forwards. And I think we have that problem uh, on Sunday too. I mean, even like you can, you're probably not playing uh, Depay and Bergheis. And so like, no. cause they're just way too expensive. And no. so do you play De Jong as, um, you know, yeah, the, the first name, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not a cash player, but if I was, the, the first the first name that jumped out at me was Sasa Kaladzic, 6,900. Um, I mean, if if you mentioned Sabitzer, right, they're going to start together up top. He had right. a pretty good season in Germany, uh, just like you said, just because of the price. Um, and then also just because of the price, I don't know, you might have to look to Croatia. I don't think that's bad. Like, like I said, like I've, I like the Croatia side. Like, I don't think you're getting like a ton, but like, yeah, Rebic is only 6,200. Um, Kramaric is usually a little more. Where was he? 78. But yeah, like, I think um, you start just like even forgetting, like, don't even worry about the names. You're just, you're playing a price and a, you know, a, some sort of underdog, I think, because, um, well, I guess Austria is not, but yeah, I think you're just trying to fill in with your best, the best one you have and hope they play 70 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. K- Kalabzik would be, would be the one that I would go with. I think. Yeah. I'd like that call. Do you think, I mean, you can't even really stack England that much, but is that, do you think that's, do you think people do that in, in GPPs that they play like Kane and, I mean, I don't think Sancho starts, but I, you know, he's at least forward eligible. But do you think we see like Kane, Sterling's Kane Foden lineups? Hmm. The biggest favorite. I don't know. It's 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 tough to afford that. I mean, yeah, I'm sure we will. Um, you know, the, I I liked when I first looked this slate because just by name recognition, people like to play England. Yeah. The, the, those players, especially on slates like this, and. I wasn't necessarily that wasn't the first place I was going to go. I I'd probably r- rather let other people going to do it do it if it's going to be at all popular. Yeah. Um but yeah, people will do it. I don't think that much, but I I I'm not the greatest at uh guessing ownership either. <laughs> yeah, I just 
It's almost like DraftKings is doing us a favor by making them so expensive. Like I would have been happy to have people start stacking England because I think the other teams are are better on this slate. Um, but unfortunately, they're priced so high that we're not going to get like a lot of people stacking them. Um, where do you, are you more likely to go to the Netherlands or to Austria? I'm more likely to go to Austria. I mean, if for me, if I just I can't see how Austria is not the highest owned out of, out of all these teams just because they're cheaper. I, I really hope they're not. It's, it's the type of slate that I like where like all, all the team, like I said, I'm just I'm just considering all these teams are, are the same, all the favorites and yep. people people are going to want to play the Netherlands guys. They're going to want to play England guys. I think that it's still going to play Austria because I mean, they're playing North Macedonia and it just, it kind of North Macedonia kind of makes you think when, when you see that name on the slate, but no, yeah. Austria, Austria is who, who, yeah. Who I like the most. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, we can get into some of the other players later, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're just a lot cheaper and yeah. Similar, similar odds to score. At least like the forwards and and yeah, I think that's, I mean, fundamentally it that if they are the same sized favorite as uh, the other two favorites of Netherlands and England, they have. I mean, they have a lower implied goal total. You know, that game should have fewer goals, but it's no game is expected to have a lot of goals. Uh, I mean, they're all basically under two and a half. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah the Austria gives you the best option price wise to get more guys that you want. Um, so we talked about uh, Alaba as a midfield. Um, who, who do you think is the second guy that people go to, to fill the midfield spot? Is it Modric oh, or not? Cause I, I went right. To yeah. Okay. So Modric is a great option. I mean, like similar to Alaba, he's a completely different player for this Croatia team. I mean, yeah. he he took almost all the sets in in qualifying. A lot of games he took all the sets. And if you remember playing those Nation League slates, like he was the biggest lock on almost all those slates. If you didn't have him, you were you were just dead basically. He he crushed on almost all those Nation League slates. I had to learn the hard way at first, but so <laughs> so yeah, he looks even even uh, with England being the opponent, at least in cash, I think you're uh, safe going to Modric. I assume that was the Croatia player you were talking about. For sure. Um, besides him, where do people go after that? Hmm, well, if it's not England, I mean, it could be England. Like, let's see, some other players on England. Like, Grealish is cheaper than the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Austria, yeah, I, w- I was going to mention too Baumgartner on Austria. Um, okay, is he in the is he in the predicted eleven? Yep. Let me see. Yeah. Um, well, Alaba will take most sets. I mean, you know, Alaba's left footed, and Baumgartner took some of the right footed sets in uh, at least one of their recent games. Uh, he takes a couple sets in in Germany. Um, so yeah, and he's he's cheap too. So. Definitely don't mind him. Yeah, sixty-eight hundred um, is a pretty good price. And then I guess you got to bring up Malinovsky, sixty-six hundred. Probably take a majority of the sets for Ukraine. Uh, he has goal scoring upside too. I guess it de- depends how you feel about 
Ukraine, but Netherlands doesn't doesn't really scare me as far as in, in you know too much where you want where you want to just fade the other team completely. Um, yeah, I don't know what what do you think? Any any guys stand out to you? Um, Malinowski was definitely the next one that I was going to say. Like the Netherlands for the past few years have been mostly dreadful in international football. So like playing against that, like Memphis is great and I'll happily play him, but like, I'm not looking at that game and be like, I can't play any Ukraine because Netherlands is so good. Um, I would say like North Macedonia is the only team I know I'm not playing. Um, like I was joking to you uh, before that we had Alaba at 6,400 and Alioski at 61. Um, like pay, paying $6,100 for North Macedonia's set pieces is not the route I'm going. Uh, if anybody yeah. has those, if you could just send your DraftKings name for head-to-heads, that would be great. But uh, yeah, I think Malinowski, it, it's like we have that group of, you know, in that 65 to 7,000 range of a few like good uh, midfielders, including some that take set pieces. But I guess, you know, you could try to, like if you're more, uh, comfortable with Ukraine against Croatia, then I guess Malinovsky instead of Modric makes sense. Like if you don't think Croatia has enough of the ball against England, but that's just not something that I'm worrying about. I think ideally you would get all three of Modric, Alaba and Malinovsky. Um, yeah. As far as, as far as I agree with you, as far as just if those two are concerned, you want to, I'd go with Modric over Malinovsky. I just seem safer, similar, yeah. similar matchup. Um, and I agree with you about North Macedonia. I think, yeah, I have no problem just complete fading them. Um, even for tournaments, like when, when you have the, the, I guess the, the least popular team, like you can fade them comfortably a lot of times because oftentimes they're going to be so low owned that like, even when someone scores on them, there's they're still probably not going to be on the winning lineup because there just won't be enough combinations of, of them that ends up like close enough. So you can fade it from a tournament perspective too. Yeah. I mean the, these tournaments aren't so big that like you need to get really, really weird. Um, I think you're perfectly fine. If you want to focus on Ukraine and Croatia, if you're like adamant about playing an underdog that people might not be playing, but North Mass, I like, I just, I crossed them right off the list. I mean, yeah, it reminds me of the the Turkey-Italy showdown last night. I had multiple friends texting me. One said he couldn't wait to tie with 70 people for first. And w- what ends up happening is Redcoats gets first, second, and third all uniquely. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's more than possible. <laughs> I saw that. That was a just nice way for him yeah. to start, yeah. Was it did he 150 that one? I would assume so. I didn't check, but yeah, yeah, I would I would assume so. Yeah. Um, so were there any cheaper midfielders that kind of stuck out at you? I'll be honest, like it seemed like the best value, um, that there's better value in defense than there is in midfield. But I think part of that is because of those three that we were talking about. Like I think those are the are the better, you know, if you don't want to pay for the the 10 to Foden three shared sets, then, uh, those are kind of the guys you end up with. Um, like yeah, does, um, does international when move anything for you? <laughs> not at that price. You know, yeah. we, obviously we know Wijnaldum has scored quite a few goals for, for Netherlands 
recently. No, though. Um, cheap midfielders. I, yeah, I agree that the cheaper players are in defense. Um, I mean, I almost don't want to even mention these guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a, there's I actually I just, I'll mention, sure. I mean, if you want like just a complete punt, it's, it's a guy that I play in the Premier League sometimes. And I always think he, he's just a little, a little under owned, but 3,200 Declan Rice. I mean, favored England. He actually has like, he should play 90 minutes. He has like, a little bit of goal upside for a guy that cheap. I mean, you're stretch, you're stretching here, but like if I was going to play like a cheap midfielder, I think you just look to one of the favorites and try to pair it with uh, somebody else. To be honest, I didn't look at any of the cheap midfielders until you brought that up. So there might be someone else, but yeah. Yeah. That's the way I was like, it seems like uh, similar to Saturday again, that like the opportunity cost is, too high at midfield to kind of waste it on one. Like Brozovic is, is like 3,400, but like you're not going to get um, like the, the occasional like set piece that he gets uh, for Inter. Like he's not going to get that here. And I, I think Rice is fine. Like the only issue I have with Rice based on our projected lineup, at least, and probably most of them, like he's really their only defensive midfielder. And so uh, yeah, they have to really take it to Croatia to for it's him a good to, point. to get involved. Yeah, but, a good point. He, he's probably, yeah, that's gives him very little upside as their only defensive midfielder, less, less upside than he has playing for West Ham. Yeah. Um, but like we have like Valentin Lazaro for Austria's 4,800, like he's a guy on the wing for a favorite. Like that's, the selling point, which like, Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's fine. Um, um, I wasn't considering him, but yeah, no, I just didn't, I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that he might be starting definitely yeah. cheap enough to play. Yeah. Um, and he's in the second game. So, you know, you have a little bit of leeway if, if he's not in there, there is one Absolutely. guy that, that, uh, that I missed on the forward spot, but, um, uh, Nikola Vlasic for Croatia is, what is he, 5,800. Um, he had a really good club season uh, mm-hmm. in Russia. And so, like, he's another one. I, th- I think he's fine. And at that price, like, I think he's priced that way because Croatia is a decent underdog. But maybe I'm just skewed because I think Croatia is better than – or Croatia is closer to England than North Macedonia is to Austria. Um but I don't, uh, I don't think he's that bad of a play. No, no, I uh, agree 100%. He's who I was thinking when I said, uh, yeah, maybe cheap Croatia for the second forward spot. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so from the defender standpoint, um, <laughs> the England, I mean, England has a top four price-wise. Um, I don't like Luke Shaw – is 6,000 if he starts over Chilwell at, at left back. Like, I don't expect the Shaw, Manchester United Shaw with set pieces. I don't think he's England Shaw. Um, I just, I just don't know how you spend for any of these England guys. Like that's the, the theme that I keep like getting to myself that I just don't see how you get there when 
I think there are better players, cheap, better, cheaper players. Simple as that. Yep. Um, I agree. Uh, Luke Shaw is not the Manchester United Luke Shaw. Um, the last couple times he started, he didn't take corners. Foden took them. Uh, I guess if Trippier starts, he'd be the one I'd consider most out of the England guys. But That's I right. agree with you. I think I don't think you need to go there. Another slate where, like, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, we did have Rodriguez on this last slate, but it doesn't look like there's like any smashes at the top. I, I don't think you need to spend for England. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, what do you think? So, so where are you going instead? So the two guys that jumped out at me, the first one was uh, Borna Barisic, if that's how you say his name. Yeah. Fullback for Croatia that like just crossed a ton during qualifying. I don't know if it's one of those where I'm like looking at projections and I see how much he crossed then. And I'm just like, oh, I'll take a shot there. But at 4,400 with again, like, I think Croatia's fine. And so I think if I can get any value out of him, I'll go, you know, to spend almost $2,000 less for him than, than for Luke Shaw. Like, I think that, that sounds, yeah. seemed fine to me. I think that's a good shout. Yeah. His crossing numbers. Um, I, I saw those two and not that it really matters, but he just sends in tons of crosses for Rangers too. I mean, he's just sort of that type of, fullback good right. good salary too um i think a sneaky one um maybe not sneaky i, I don't know actually zinchenko mm -hmm. uh, 3900 we were just talking about you know the netherlands not to really not to be feared and zinchenko it's like he's another guy with like a different role than than he has for city at least most times yep I wouldn't want, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think he's a great play if he just played on the left in a standard back four, but I kind of see him playing either in the midfield or like higher up on the left. And if he plays there, yeah, I mean, seems, seems pretty good. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. 3,900. That that's where I'm willing to like take more risks than I am at, you know, any mm -hmm. other price. So I mean, yeah, I do. Yeah. The other one in that range, actually, that stuck out, uh, Daily Blind at at forty one hundred. He plays. He's been playing center back mostly for uh, Ajax over the year, but he plays left back for for the Netherlands. And that that attack has like a number of exciting players in it. So, like, if I can get a guy who's just kind of involved in that, then at forty one hundred, I think that's yeah. I think it's reasonable. I think. I think you can absolutely play blend. Um, I didn't mention him right away because yeah, if you see, you know, just make sure you know what position blends playing. If, yes. if you see Dumfries and, and Wendell in the lineup, they're going to be on the wings. Yep. For sure. Um, but yeah, other, otherwise definitely blend blend is a good shout. Um, I wish Wendell wasn't quite as expensive as he is if he starts. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, it just in, you know, not, not for cash, obviously, but those guys are good tournament plays, Wendell and Dumfries, if, if they're starting in advanced, in advanced positions like that. I would, I would take them over the England guys just from, from like an open play standpoint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, 
like even the even like the England center backs are expensive. Like um, Stones at forty one hundred. Like I, I guess Mings yeah. is a little cheaper. I I have no interest in in those guys anyway. But can't do it. Um, yeah, like if anything, I'll just play a Croatia center back for min price and move on mm. from there. Yep, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think that's basically where you go, uh, defender wise. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you like the Croatia the or Vershalko at all, or you just might as well play the guy who actually crosses. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I would play Vers. No, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Not, not as an underdog. For, I mean, maybe if he was thirty six hundred, right? Yeah, right. no. Um, I like I just play like for that price, just play Ulmer. I was just about to say the Austria guys we haven't touched on yet, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. Um, obviously they're in play. They're, they're, in, they're in play too. Um, Ulmer seems the best because he's the cheapest. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're fine. Um, but yeah, basically not England or North Macedonia and then you're okay. Yeah. That's what I would say too. Are you prioritizing goalkeeper at all? Hmm. Okay. This is the first I've thought about it. Um, I'm not playing Pickford. I'll say that. No. Um, I mean, the Austria guy seems pretty cheap. Yeah. I mean, not cheap, but just, you know, in comparison to – to the rest. If I can get there, I wouldn't mind playing him. Um, what is under 5,000 for a guy who's playing against North Macedonia? That seems pretty cheap to me, even though it's right. not yeah, like that's, actually cheap. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly what I meant. Um, so I definitely don't mind that. Like we were saying yesterday. Um, oh, actually, uh, we, we talked about full fading North Macedonia. I mean, their goalie might face 10 shots on target, so yeah. he's still in play. I agree with um, that. I'm yeah. I'm at the point where even if you play one of the Austria forwards, like I think if you play the North Macedonia goalkeeper, you're, you probably don't get killed for that. Yeah. No, I, I don't think so either. I can just already tell, at least for me, like we, we spoke about not having England – and having Depay and having Austria, that's going to lead me to play some of the Croatia keeper. Um, also, because England have players that like like Kane take shots. Like they, they they have players that Rashford takes shots. So you can target saves. He he's cheap. Um, yeah. don't mind him. I totally agree. I like I like that call a lot. Um, I mean, he's only two hundred more than. I'm going to try to say this guy's name. Yeah. Dmitrievsky. Yeah, this looks pretty good. Dmitrievsky. Yeah. yeah, only 200 more. I mean, I'll, I'll have, I'll be playing the, the Croatia keeper. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Everyone else, I mean, is just kind of a guy, but yeah, if ba- I guess it's Bachman we think is starting for uh, Austria. Like that's yeah. 4,900. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do we miss anyone? I don't think so. Who do you think is the most popular English player? 
Ooh. in tournaments? Because yeah. I don't know if they're going to be that popular. No, that's a very good question. Um, and I'm not good at guessing ownership, but I guess it's like if if you're start if you're like no no, no I'm I'm playing England on this slate that the biggest favorite I'm going for it. You kind of have to play Kane, right? I was just like you immediately go for the goal. So yeah, I would say Kane or the cheapest one, Sterling. Right. Um, yeah, I, I saw some some reports that Sterling was going to start uh, eighty three hundred. Yeah, but as far as popularity, I don't know. Maybe, maybe sometimes people don't like to play Sterling Kane. Yeah, I would say Kane. I I think Sterling might be the lowest owned guy from England. Okay, yeah, that's. A, I started to think when I said that, I was like, yeah, people people don't really like to do that. That's what I would do. That was, um, I think that's your problem is that you were yeah. like, I think I know what I should do, and that we've so learned yeah, that Kane Kane yeah. Kane is the answer, and then I guess Foden, right? Or Mount yeah, that's or whoever, whoever's the. Yeah. I'm just like looking at though, like if you start a lineup with Kane and Foden, like you've got to hope that Netherlands put up a donut and Austria, you, you could probably, you, you need to play Austria at that point because they're cheaper. Yeah. Um, uh, if you start a lineup with Kane and Foden, you're, you likely need both of them to score 25 or, I mean, you know, they, they, for that price they yeah. Or like you said, you're going to have to play Austria, all the cheap guys. It, it's doable. Um, sure. But yeah, it looks it looks tough on this slate. It's yeah, yeah. It's more you're just yeah. You need England to crush Croatia at that point, and you need them to do it through Kane and uh, Foden. Because like, if you right. start if, if Mount and Sterling are the ones who are doing it, like you're probably dead. Yeah, and th- and then you have to hope there's not guys on Austria and Netherlands who also do well for cheaper. Right. Like it's <laughs> it's gonna it's hard to get there. Yeah, I, uh, let me see. I'm trying to actually get it in. But, like, I just – I think the problem is that both of those guys have, like, teammates you can play. Like you're saying, like, if you – if you you can play Mount instead of Foden um, and you can play Sterling instead of Kane. And the other teams, it doesn't feel quite as – like, I don't know how many people are are, like – I guess you could play attempt to play Memphis and, and Bergheis and you're kind of in the same boat. Like if, but it, it seems like the only way you're dead there is if Winaldum does a Winaldum, and I'm not sure he's that popular anyway. Yeah, no, I don't think he, he will be very popular. Um, no, I, I agree. Um, maybe I, I don't want to sound like we're writing off England too much. Um, they, they're, obviously good plays. They're almost the biggest favorite on the slate. Um, if, if other, if I knew that like the field was going to be down on them, like I am, then uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd, I'd want, I'd take some chances. I mean, Kane's still a good play. You know, he's got penalties, you know, he's got 90 minutes. He's taking shots. I mean, uh, of course those guys are, those guys are Good GPP plays still. Um, it's just, it, like you said, it, it's tough to get both of the expensive ones and not have it hurt your lineup too much. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Uh, if anybody has any follow-up questions, you can find both Ryan and I in the Rotowire subscriber Discord, which is open for all subscribers. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat to join that. 
If you are not a RotoWire subscriber, I'm going to try this out for free for 10 days with no credit card required. Just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial. Like I said, gets you, or Lisa gets you 10 free days to the site, access to actually all the sports we cover, not just soccer. So definitely uh, check that out. Ryan, thank you for that. And good luck on Sunday. Thanks, Andrew. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.